In this next podcast, the second I recorded in January 2023, I talked to Denise Kerdalen about getting out of your comfort zone. Most people might think of that as an extreme way of dealing in business. But Denise, in her role at EY as head of talent, and also in her role as a swimmer, gets out of her comfort zone regularly. But she also helps clients get out of her comfort zone. Because actually, when you think about talent management, that's about helping people understand where they want to go as individuals, but also where the business leads. So listen in for this podcast and just wonder some of the questions she asks about how she helps people from a coaching perspective push themselves out of their comfort zone. You might think, I don't want to get my comfort zone. I'm cozy here. But at the end of the day, I wonder what comes next if you're in your comfort zone continually. I always say that I can't hold you to account, but what I can do is offer you good messages, things to talk about, questions to ask yourself. And I think Denise brings lots of those questions. She's an amazing lady who's really pushed herself pushed herself in a career, pushed herself in the swimming. And I think she's an example to all of us in terms of the things you can do when you put your mind to it and make some choices about what you want to do rather than be constrained by what other people want you to do. And I think that applies to work and pleasure because actually when we understand those things, we can really help ourselves move forward. So listen out about what she talks about accepting discomfort and accepting pain and how those are part of life. And when we form that acceptance, we can really start to drive ourselves more forwards. So listen in, let me know what you think, give me your feedback, and I hope you can take a lot from this. I certainly did in the time we recorded it, and I'm looking forward to talking to Denise again and again. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Sparks by Ignium podcast. I'm your host, Phil Rose, and as you know, this podcast is about bringing purpose in business and purpose in life together to really help people connect with their why and I use that word why because at the end of the day we all know that why drives everything why drives engagement why drives motivation why drives it for individuals in the entrepreneurial role or just employees and also your why drives the bigger thing about that around how do you connect with the things that really motivate you as an individual and today I want to talk about comfort zones and my guest on the show is Denise K. Dalen. I first met Denise through a conference we were running with Porsche back in 2022 And I've really engaged with what she was talking about for two key reasons. One is I loved what she had to say about the business side. But most importantly, I loved what she had to say about the personal side because we connected to the point of view of swimming. Now, Denise has a lot more about swimming than I do. I do it for pleasure. Denise is almost professional in doing it because I think what she talks about is wonderful. And I'd like to bring in the the point of view that she really has some things to say about what it takes to become an ice swimmer. And not just an ice swimmer, but a world champion ice swimmer. And we're going to talk more about that as we go. Denise also is a head of talent management in Switzerland for EY. So she brings a whole load of correspondence around the personal side in psychology and how you really put people together into organizations. So Denise, welcome to the Sparks by Ignium podcast. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. you. And, and, you know, I first want to just congratulate you on the the news you told me before we came on, which is very much about you've just become the world champion again in France. So can you tell us about what, what that world champion mean, championship means to you for the second time round? Yeah, so it, it is an amazing feeling um, to join again the world championship. And, you know, when you are sometimes in the summit, when you reach yeah, the world championship title, um, it's, it's sometimes not easy because you, you have this title um, and you want to hold this title. You don't want to lose it, right? So <laughs> that, that was one of the reasons, of course, when, why I joined. But uh, the main reason is, of course, um, the journey of collaboration, of enjoyment, of, of happiness, of seeing other passionate people doing that. But yeah, at the beginning, I really struggled and asked myself, what is the purpose? Shall I do it again or not? Because it's an immersive and it's a really challenging experience. Um, but yeah, what I also write in my book is the more you go out of your comfort zone, the more the comfort zone uh, is expanding. And it was so amazing to feel that last year, it was the first time in my life that I even joined the world championship in ice swimming. I had a lot of anxiety, fear, um, and yeah, a lot of feelings of, yeah, what will happen if I, if I can't make it? Yeah. Will I make it? Will I survive? You know, all these questions. Yeah. And this, the second time I joined and I really felt that I'm more in my comfort zone. Wow. I felt more under control. I felt more the joy. I felt more the moment. Um, and yeah, so that was a really nice feeling that 
even in one year, I grow a lot. I, in, in terms of not just physically, you know, it's not about this eye setting. It's not about the physical part. It's more about the mental part. Yeah. yeah. Um, overcoming your fear, yeah. increasing your own resilience, um, controlling your mind and body. Yeah. And yeah, that, that is amazing to feel. And of course, uh, amazing that I became again world champion yeah. in 50 and 100 butterfly. Wow. Um, and yeah, 41 countries wow. attend the world championship in Samoa in France. 450 swimmers. Can you imagine? It was an amazing atmosphere. Freezing cold weather, freezing cold water, but everyone felt so warm. Everyone is smiling, laughing. That's amazing. And even you had the age category 70, 75, you know, you saw the people 75 <laughs> years old and swimming in the ice water and, and yeah, is... getting the gold medal in the award ceremony. So that's so inspiring. Unbelievable. And, you know, I am. Um... I think that's amazing when you hear that story and you know, having 450 swimmers together, that energy there must be such a, yeah. such a, a, a buzz to be in it. And um, I, I always had a vision that um, when I started marathon running when I was 20, uh, 37, um, I, had a, I had a vision that I wanted to be still running marathons when I was 70. Now, at the moment, that's not possible because of some knee injuries. So I've switched into swimming as well. Um, and I just love the fact that if we can still be doing what brings us passion when we're in our 70s, what a wonderful way to do it and to and to get medals and stand on the podium at that stage that's just an amazing thing yeah. to uh, bring on the future that's great um and and, and I, I love that thing you said there about um this, this whole other thing you said moving out of your comfort zone and when you you step into your comfort zone you do it and then your comfort zone widens i think that's a really fascinating thing isn't it where we we have that fear to start with and i want to pick up on some of those things in terms of you know your book out of comfort zone is really about doing these things and how you mentally pushed yourself and physically but it was really the mental side the, the thought process yeah. that goes through it and um i'd love just to touch on that a bit because i think you know if, if i relate to my my cold water swimming I, I was in the lake on on sunday and the water temperature was only six degrees um i say only because when you were swimming last week it was 4.6 degrees so you know you were a lot colder and you do have those little demons that step into your head again it was windy on yeah. sunday the wind was pushing across the lakes or waves and my i always use a tow float and my tow float at one stage was overtaking me because the wind was blowing it faster so every time i brought my arm up my, my arm sometimes got caught in my tow float rope and it was just it frustration mm -hmm. but it also brought those other little demons about what if i what 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 if how how would i feel what's going to happen how do you overcome yeah. those because you do it what do you do yeah i think Everyone has all these demons, all these fears, and it's completely normal because we are all humans. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I need we need to accept that we have all these limiting beliefs and all these fear feelings, yeah. right? And after the acceptance, I think the second point, what we need to do is then, okay, how we can deal with that? And fear and those demons are not a bad thing. It shows us maybe how we can minimize the risk. Mm -hmm. It shows us... Uh, maybe where we can increase our self-confidence yeah, yeah. you know so um i think the fear is one of our best friends because imagine if you wouldn't have fear in your life then you would take everything easy and that would be more dangerous for you for your life That's and um yeah the fear has a nice um <laughs> a, a nice um like a teacher yeah. it shows you okay you're, you are fear that means you need to train more that means you need to control better your breathing you need to control better your mind mm -hmm. your feelings and the more you get into this confidence the less you have fear so that means fear is helping you to get more confident mm -hmm. and to identify the measures what you need to do to reduce your fear yeah. and how i did this so i started with meditation because um, the more I meditate, the more I felt I can stay in the moment. I can enjoy the moment. I can follow more my passion. Mm. I am more connected with my purpose. So that was a, a great um, tool that I used. Meditation, yeah. breathing exercise. Wim Hof breathing helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, because when you can control your breathing in a stress situation, then you feel more calm. And the more you feel calm also in the ice water, the, the less painful the ice water gets. Yeah. So you feel less pain, you feel more joy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the ultimate goal, right? 
So we, we don't go out of comfort zone to, to challenge ourselves or something. It's the, the ultimate goal is unlocking potential, having the joy oh, moment, yeah. being happy. Yeah. And that's exactly, I think, what, um, what the key message is. So enjoying life, yeah. even if you are in a discomfort and accepting the fear, accepting these demons, mm. but also accepting that not every achievement comes to comfort. Discomfort is also part of our life. That's interesting. I think the expectation, the expectation of being always comfortable, being always in control, that causes us pain. But when we have the expectation and the acceptance that, yeah, yeah. life and the challenges are sometimes dis feeling discomfortable. And it's fine to feel pain. It's fine to feel this kind of fear. Mm. Then I think we feel more relieved yeah. and know how to deal with that better. I think that's interesting. That word acceptance is really interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, I was listening to a podcast this morning uh, by Dan Harris talking about happiness. And he's just on a podcast mm -hmm. series with the Dalai Lama to talk about um, how we bring joy to life and how we, you know, life is about happiness. But I think that that point you just raised there, I think is a really additional point that discomfort is part of that as well. Because actually we have to go through that to understand that, you know, the yin and yang, the pleasure and the pain, you have to experience yeah. both together. And if what I'm yeah. hearing there is if you're just putting yourself in a pleasure zone, you miss out on those other things, which are the life building, the creation, the bits that really push you forward in, in whatever life means for you. So that's, a, that's absolutely. That's a I, I always come back to a book, which I've not read for many years, which is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffries. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think about that book in terms of that is what you're saying there, that fear is our teacher. Fear is, yeah. as you said, it helps you to train more, to breathe more, to overcome it. But yeah. the key bit, and I'd love you to just touch on this again, which you said there actually, less pain, more joy. So mm -hmm. doing it from a joyful point of view. So what is it you do when you meditate? Maybe this is going into some of the detail around that meditation, because a lot of people in business and in life will, will put meditation aside. I don't do meditation. I just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer yeah. in meditation. But how did you bring that into your life as part of your routine? Yeah. So you can meditate everywhere so what i do now is even when i'm in business meetings uh, when i'm at work and i feel stressed i feel tensed i immediately use the breathing technique breathe in breathe out try to calm down myself you know it's it's the same technique what i do with ice swimming mm -hmm. and then trying to stay in the moment trying to stop my limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and my concerns about oh what will what will go on in this meeting what will happen if I fail in this pitch, you know, it's, it's similar with, with ice swimming. And I immediately use the same techniques. I just calm down with my breathing. I just stay in the moment, just try to be in the moment, yeah. focusing on my work, focusing on the people in the room. And then also reflecting, am I now in the joy moment or fear, fear zone? And most of the time, I think that's a good question what you can ask yourself. Most of the time, um, even if you don't know it, we act from the fear zone, yeah. from fear of failure, fear of losing someone, losing something, mm. fear of being not, not accepted, fear of being not loved. But when you really stop this fear and go from your joy zone, yeah. then you are more authentic. You are more in peace with yourself and your authentic self. And the more you are in line with yourself, yeah. with, in your peace, the more you can be in the moment and can give your best to other people. Mm, that's powerful. I, I think that's powerful. And interesting, actually. One thing I just noticed as you were saying there, I just noticed the way, I, I don't know what, whether you were doing this purposely, but you were definitely slowing down. And I felt a real sense just slowing yeah. down as you were saying that there. And I felt myself just breathing slower as we do it. And I think it's really interesting yeah. just you talking about it. I could feel an energy which helped me yeah. just get it. Calming yeah. down. Fascinating just talking yeah. about it. I really felt that. Um, and it's also like a meditation like this. So um, if you, for example, go to yoga mm. or meditation or breathing classes, you know, when you are alone, maybe sometimes you don't feel the same effect, but when you are with someone doing it, then you feel more intense the effect, yeah. right? And it, it's the same with, with the energies. It's the same with calming down. The more you feel in peace with your, within yourself mm. and you feel calming down, the more you 
you give this feeling also to other people in the room and vice versa if someone is tensed in the room and a little bit stressed of course you can also get easily stressed or you feel oh this person is stressed but now i will not stress myself because of this person yeah. now i'm sensual in, in myself i will breathe in breathe out i will calm down and then immediately you see the person is also calming yeah. down so you have the power with your own energy regulate yourself but also even regulate others yeah. i think that's amazing so so here's a thought for you 450 people when you were swimming at the weekend yeah. did, what did you notice there because you know whenever i've been in swimming races if i did triathlons there's always a lot of splashing there's a lot of fighting to come to a boy there's a lot of noise and there's a fear going on that that energy how do you manage mm -hmm. that when you're in the water and you've got those legs and arms kicking around mm -hmm. how do you keep yourself in a meditative state while you're swimming while you're still trying to be focused on what you do so you are just in the moment focusing on each arm stroke, focusing on the goal, um, looking left and right to your competitors, trying to be faster than them, trying to <laughs> control your own power. Yeah. And yeah, it's just really being in the moment, enjoying that. Yeah. And that that's what I tried this year more than compared to last year. Last year, I was more in my fear zone. Um, and this year, I really tried to transform myself more in my joy yeah, zone and switching my mindset and say yeah you can do it that's why you are here yeah and now just enjoy it even if it's cold even if it's painful even if your competitor is faster than you give your best and i just focus myself giving my best being not disqualified following all the rules in the water <laughs> <laughs> and yeah just giving everything what i have in this moment yeah. That's amazing. And I think the key to there is in the moment. Focus on the present exactly. moment, doing what you need to do. And I think you know, from, a, from a business perspective, we have this as well, where you mentioned about when you were in a meeting and you can you can sense mm -hmm. the energy of people around there. And mm -hmm. and being in the moment that time helps you understand what's going on for you and getting in tune with that, that somatic in your body, that somatic feeling in your body. It really helps you understand things. And I think that's fascinating in terms of that approach between business personal life and the swimming, the competitive side of you as well. Um, so I just want to go, I just want to go back a little bit in terms of uh, when did you first start doing this? Because, you know, a lot of people look at this and think, oh my God, she's mad. She's swimming in cold water. And, you know, when I hear 4.6 degrees centigrade, and I see a lot of people doing that. And if I think about the lake I go to, there's a lot of people there in their swimming suits and their, their woolly hats at the moment. And, and it's a freezing time. But a lot, of, a lot yeah. of people think I'm mad. I was on a, on a coaching call yesterday with an individual and, And when I asked him his key learnings, he said, you're mad to go swimming in water at that temperature. So when did you, Denise, start doing this when you realized you were pushing yourself out of your comfort zone? What's your earliest recollection of doing it? So my cold water journey, let's say, started three years ago, um, but maybe not three years ago. So I, I, it started with a bad experience, with a trauma, traumatic experience, let's say. Okay. When I was 19, um, I, I swam... In, in the cold water in, in Turkey, open water race, 10 kilometers. After 20 minutes, 30 minutes, everyone went out of the water because it was so cold. But I was so focused on my goal. I just wanted to swim this route. And after 50, 60 minutes, um, they wanted to pull me out. Wow. And I... Uh, didn't want to go out I said no I need to swim I need to I need to um yeah finish this line yeah. and uh, yeah I think after five ten minutes they tried it again and uh, I think I lost my mind I lost my orientation yeah. at the end what I just remember they pulled me out mm -hmm. I even don't remember that they did it I found myself in the hospital with a electrical um yeah uh, warm clothes and everything yeah. so that means i i got hypothermia okay and it was dangerous wow so so that's interesting isn't it so so that was your early experience as a 19 year old and here you are now world championships again so you push yourself out there in terms of doing that again so so what a lot of people would have given up they would say this isn't for me i don't need to do this anymore what was the key thing yeah. that you said hey i need to i need to do this again to push through so fear was, uh, so the cold was my main fear point. I, I hated uh, the cold. I didn't want to go into the cold, but I, I had always the dream to cross the English Channel. That was always my dream. <laughs> and the English Channel, you know, it's 16, 17 degrees, it's cold. 
And um, yeah, sometimes you have this dream and you communicate it and then uh, the universe is helping you finding the right people. Um, And one friend came to me and said, oh, I know your dream and I would like to do really with you. So why we don't do it together and I can find a team um, and do it. That's amazing. And at the end, so yeah, we had a team of four people, relay team. And uh, yeah, we swam the English channel. And that means I started with the cold water um, uh, trainings and cold water immersion and everything. So that that was my starting point. Yeah, amazing. So Denise, one one thing you're talking about there is this this thing about, you, you mentioned about the universe came to help you and your friend stepped up and said, you know, would you like to swim the English channel? And there's two things there. I, I've never saw the English Channel, but I know of people who have. And as you said, 16 or 17 degrees centigrade, a, a lot of tide to deal with as you get towards France as well, getting blown down the down the, the, the side of the, the channel. Tell me about the teamwork there, because doing it in a relay is a really tough thing as well. Swimming the whole channel on your own is tough, but doing it in a relay is tough when you're in the water, then out of the water. Mm. How did you manage that process? Yeah, so first, I, I was so grateful that I could find this team because... Crossing the English Channel was always my dream, and it it felt so unachievable doing it alone. Mm. So that that showed me that um, yeah, when you have the right people on your side, the right support team, you can do everything. Uh, you are stronger together, right? Yeah. And of course, you have a different um, responsibility to them. So I I felt also the fear of failing, of yeah. So what happens if I need I stop? Because when I stop, then the team will stop. Wow. Need to stop. Um, yeah, so that means you feel responsible for yourself, but more responsible for your team and you yeah. don't uh, want to be the person who is uh, destroying the process, right? And um, so first you need to motivate yourself um, and perform. Yeah. But then when you go out of the water, then you need to support your team members and make sure that they achieve the same level as well. Yeah. Because together we can achieve it. If one person, for example, uh, is disqualified or stops, yeah. then then all the relay swim is also uh, disqualified. So um, that, that was a great experience. We trained together, we supported each other. And um, yeah, that was the first step to deal with the cold, to train, to motivate myself yeah. and say, okay, I will go step-by-step step out of my comfort zone, yeah. overcoming my fears with this team. Um, and that that was the, the journey uh, to see the cold as a teacher. The, wow. the cold became my teacher. Yeah. I started with 20 degrees, 18 degrees, 16 degrees. And it, it wasn't just a physical, physical experience. It was more a mental experience, like how I can overcome my fear. How can I motivate myself? How, how can I um, increase my support system? How can I collaborate with them yeah. better? Yeah. Um, how can I find few people even who has the same goal and and share this passion, you know? So uh, at the end, the massive transformation started when I started with this cold mm. water immersion. So I'm swimming more than 20 years, but this cold water swimming opened a completely another dimension yeah. in my life. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a whole lot of things going for me there in terms of that, you know, going from 20 degrees to 18 to 16, step by step. And we always talk about, you know, habits forming in micro steps, doing those little things. It's the little things that make the difference. But also, I think that thing there about pushing yourself out of the comfort zone in a small way, because you could have just jumped in and gone from from 20 degrees to four degrees. But that's such a shock physically on the body. You wouldn't do it. So you have to do those steps. And I think in business, often we have to take those small steps as well, because actually, as individuals, if we did just throw ourselves into that zone, it it becomes very harsh. And there's that physical and emotional reaction. And I wonder from a, yeah. from a psychology point of view, because obviously you've got your your background in what you do at EY is very much around looking at the, the mindset of people. Where do you see this appearing in business as well or, or in leadership or in development where people are pushing themselves in small ways and they never know what they will have achieved one day based on the small steps they've taken? Yeah, I think it's really important to have always a purpose, a target, yeah. um, and but also be mindful with yourself not setting completely out targets which which you can't achieve in a short time having a clear plan so having a clear target but a clear plan how you achieve it step by step Mm. and also really being happy with these small milestone achievements and appreciating it because i think we we forget to appreciate ourselves 
or other people because of all these high expectations. And most of the time, people want to be successful, want to achieve everything. But of course, in this journey, there there, there is pain, there is discomfort. You need time. Mm. Nothing happens from today till tomorrow. As I said, I started four years ago, three years ago with this step-by-step cold water immersion. And last year I did this ice swimming and I'm swimming for more than 20 years. So, you know, nothing comes like this. So you you need to take your time. You need to evolve. You need to grow going step-by-step out of the comfort zone. And I think that's important to also enjoy the journey. And and, I I love, there's two things you said there. And I think that enjoy the journey, I'll come back to you. But you use the word appreciate. And I think a lot yeah. of people forget to be forget to be appreciative. They forget to have gratitude for what they've done or for others in a small way. And that's the bit. It's those those tiny bits of gratitude that build up to become a big thing. And and I really love what you're talking there about um, making small milestones achievable, because I think yeah. that's one of the key things that a lot of people forget about. They try and jump too far. And I'm, I've nothing. Yeah. I've nothing wrong with jumping too far. I think a lot of people should push themselves. But actually, that bit about small is good sometimes. And pushing yeah up. exactly so you will maybe not believe but i i started with cold water showers and i even couldn't stay three minutes under the cold shower <laughs> can you imagine that i couldn't do that i said no way i can't do that i started with wim hof breathing and then in this wim hof breathing there was a cold water challenge and then yeah i just went 20 seconds into the cold shower then 40 seconds 50 seconds so that is my starting point you know yeah. again yeah. to deal with the cold and then going to the lake 2018 so it's 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 a journey yeah. and nothing comes from nothing yeah. so you need to invest time invest energy but with passion with, with this joy with this purpose and most of the time people are also asking me how you motivate yourself so i motivate myself with first accepting that i have i will have the discomfort okay so that's the motivation this, it's 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 yeah because it's not then the demotivation because the the question is also what is demotivating you Mm -hmm. right most of the time people want to achieve something but they feel then demotivated or they um having then reasons to not do it Uh it's cold it's windy or i'm sick or i feel tired or i don't have time you know these are demotivational factors but when you eliminate those demotivational factors and say okay i am accepting it will be a hard journey it will be sometimes um not comfortable but still my main motivation is what is my purpose Mm -hmm. why i'm doing this and then when you believe on your purpose then all these reasons which are demotivating are not powerful anymore your purpose is always more powerful your passion is always more powerful than all these limiting beliefs and reasons and i think that's a really fascinating thing is it because we we talk about purpose a lot in business and and a lot of people have um devalued that word purpose in in business saying what's the point of it and people have you know their purpose is just to make money and i still come back to in business the purpose of business is above and beyond making money because if you can engage your employees the best way to do it is around having a clear purpose where people really want to drive through and that key point there is you know acceptance that it's going to be sometimes difficult it's going to be painful and understanding that and then recognizing that these demotivators become small once you once you face them, once yeah. you acknowledge them. I think that's yeah. a really powerful piece. Um, and and, and that, that thing about beliefs as well, I think, is a key thing, isn't it? Because your beliefs about yourself four years ago, mm-hmm. about what you could achieve. I wonder, what did you set you? If, if you were to look back four years ago and say, to, to talk to the, the four-year-old, four the four-year younger Denise yeah. and say, you know, this is what you're going to achieve. <laughs> Where was your where was your dream? Oh, I even wouldn't believe if you would tell me four years ago, oh you, Denise, you will go to South Africa, you will write a book and it will be a best-selling book. I would say, No, you are joking. <laughs> I can't do this. If you would say, Yeah, Denise, you will also do public speaking, you will speak in front of uh, 500, 600 people, I would say, No way. I wow. I'm not the best speaker. I, I'm afraid of speaking. Yeah. If you would say, yeah, you will do the uh, in South Africa the the swim from Robben Island to Cape Town where the great white sharks are, I would say, no way, I can't do it. It's 14 degrees, I can't swim there two and a half hours. You know, I I, I wouldn't even believe wow. that I do ice swimming. Wow. So I even couldn't imagine that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And that that that's so amazing. This transformation 
so the more you go one step, other windows are opening. Mm. And then you just go to it. Yeah. it. It feels like then in the flow. Yeah, yeah. And the point is, the point where you reach, you can imagine something, you, you can dream something, that means it's your reality. It's in your brain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's an important part. And that took me years to understand. But the fact is, when you can dream something, yeah. That means it's your reality that's, and you can achieve that's it. That's amazing. I think that's a really worthwhile point just to capture on because if you, so what I'm hearing is if you can dream it, it's your reality and you can achieve it. And I think I, I love that as a concept. If, it's you, if you can dream it, it's your reality, you can achieve it because a lot of people have dreams that they don't believe in those dreams. And, yes, and, and we always say- They don't that. believe. Yeah, and I think that's it. That belief point is really, really, really key. And I think it's a powerful piece. Yeah, and some people even- don't dream because they're afraid of dreaming because they think they don't, don't deserve this dream, you know? And no, everyone can, we need to dream. We have mm -hmm. to have dreams and not be afraid to achieve it or not. So we don't need to have always the answer how we will achieve it. You know, I think we, we want to have all the answers. And if we don't have the answers, we feel insecure. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have all the answers. We can start with dreaming. We can start with wanting something. Yeah. And then I believe completely, maybe it's too spiritual, but the universe is supporting you then. The energy, the, the windows are opening then. Suddenly you see different perspectives or different, you meet different people, you get different support systems suddenly. You articulate it maybe more, you speak about that more, maybe your attention goes more about those topics. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're going in, into this road. Yeah. Yeah. And for example, the English Channel Swim, it was always my dream. And as I said, I found the relay team. And th those times as well, they said, oh, you need to do solo. You need to do solo. But my mind was not ready for it. Yeah. So I said, no way. I can't do it. I can't do it. But now after doing the ice swimming, after having all these experiences, now I believe more in myself. And now I say, now it's the time. Yeah. Now I decided to do it. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, even I wasn't ready to do it, yeah. but now I have a slot for July and I will train. I will do everything what I can and try to enjoy the journey. And, you know, I will try it at least. Yeah. And, and Gina, that thing about enjoying the journey is, re is really key, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people, uh, I, I have a, I have a poster in one of our, one of my toilets in the house and it says, uh, happiness is, uh, um, it, it says, um, happiness is a journey, not a destination. And I think yeah. that's a really key thing what you said there about enjoying the journey because you know you've got a you've got a deadline of July you've booked your slot to go and swim the channel the boat's booked yeah. the team's booked mm -hmm. actually that's a destination and and I think a lot of people forget about this journey this ramp up to to achieving it in the yeah. first place and I think that's a really big thing and it really comes back to one thing you said right at the beginning and that thing was um, you talked about you know being the world champion the first time and then what's mm -hmm. next and then knowing the next piece and I relate to that when I am. Um, I, I, I used to do a number of marathons and I did fancy dress marathon running. And one day I, yeah. I ran in, a, in an enormous costume uh, and I finished my marathon and, and someone said to me, um, are you doing it for a world record? And I said, no, but next year I will. So I went back to do it as a world record and achieved my world record for, for running the mm -hmm. marathon. Um, and it became a view of them. What do I do next? What mm -hmm. do I do next? Why would I, you know? Uh, and sometimes I think we go through the journey get to the conclusion and then think, oh, that was easy. I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. Even though it was painful. And we're always pushing to do that next thing. So I wonder how do you deal with that mentally, apart from pushing, pushing, pushing? Because at the end of the day, where do you take yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, and I also ask those questions to me because, yeah, some people also ask, oh, why you are going always out of comfort zone? Why you need mm -hmm. to push it and so on? And it, it's not about going out of comfort zone. It's not always about pushing. For me, it's more about exploring yourself, exploring the world, you know? Okay, yeah. Because out of comfort zone, you are exploring yourself. Yeah. You, you Because you are in a new situation. Um, you don't know how to deal with it, maybe. You don't know how your body will react, how your mind will react. But I f find it so exciting yeah. to explore it, yeah. you know? To, to check what is going on in your body, in your mind, with your feelings, um and so i think that's that's it yeah. so it's like um traveling the world you know yeah you you go somewhere 
you don't know the language, yeah. you don't know the country, maybe you feel insecure in, in the new culture, in the new country, maybe you don't know the language. It's also some kind of out of comfort mm -hmm. zone, but why people are traveling because yeah, you are exploring the world, you are exploring new cultures, yeah. new people. It's exciting, yeah. it's not boring. And the same <laughs> to push yourself to see, oh, what can I do? What, what, what I will experience? Yeah. And it's all about different kind of experiences. I think that's true. And, 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 and I talked to you there in terms of, you know, you, you've traveled the world. You, you, you purposely moved to Switzerland so you could do some more swimming in the open lake, you know. <laughs> but, but you've yeah. moved from Turkey to do that. And I think that's a fascinating thing. Um, so purpose, let me just come back to that because you, you, you really hit something on the head here about, um, you said about exploring, exploring yourself and the world and the purpose is not just about the swim, it's about something else bigger than that. It's about, it's about you, it's that internal seeing what you can do. So I wonder, if you were to articulate what your purpose is, do you, do you, have, a, do you have something in your mind say, this is, this is what my purpose is? Is there a word that yeah. sums it up? Yeah. yeah, it's going out of my comfort zone, inspiring myself. Yeah exploring myself and the world mm. and inspiring others yeah, yeah okay unlocking potential yeah love it love it I, I love that bit about inspiring self and others and unlocking potential yeah because you know i believe if you don't get inspired how you will inspire yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so it's teach what you pr uh, preach yeah. walk the talk yeah. so that's why I, I want to start with myself yeah. first. So I want to explore myself. I want to get inspired from the cold, from my experiences, mm. from my out of comfort zone experiences, because I found it inspiring. I see inspiring people around myself. I, I find the nature inspiring. I find inspiring how my body is reacting. So it is an immersive experience and yeah. this is inspiring yeah. me. And then when I feel inspired, then I can inspire others in an authentic yeah. way. Yeah. You know, I don't want to read books and come with some theories and speak. You know, I can't speak. I don't want to hold presentations. And no, I just want to speak from my emotions, from my immersive experiences, which is, I think, more powerful because I believe in it. Yeah. And when I get inspired, then I can inspire automatically yeah. others. And I think that's that's the purpose. I, I love that. And 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 the, the 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 thing is, this is so this resonates so well with me because that. Years ago, I did a lot of work around that word purpose for me. Uh, and yeah. back in 2010, I, I went through a journey to try and understand what my purpose was. Uh, and mm -hmm. as a coach and as a business consultant, uh, I wanted to understand that. And I've moved away from business consulting to be more business coaching now. But in 2010, yeah. I worked with a lady to look at what my purpose was. And we came up with the word to help, just to help. What do I need to do to help? Because that's what I seem to be doing. But it didn't resonate for me. It wasn't, it wasn't right. It didn't feel right. And then one day I was, um, so in my marathon running journey, I would always wear fancy dress because I'm, I'm a good marathon runner, but I'm not, I'm not a superstar. I'm not a two hours, eight minute runner, but I can run good marathons. And uh, when, when you look at the average marathon runner in the world is four and a half hours. I was doing three hours, 26. So it's quite fast, but I realized yeah, I was never right. going to be the fastest. So what, but mm -hmm. what I realized is I was really good at raising money through running marathons. Mm -hmm. And, but after doing a number of them, people would say, well, Phil, you can do this. It's easy. Make it hard. So I started dressing up, which is a strange thing to do, but dressing up in fancy dress. Uh, and one day I was running the London Marathon. And I, I was, uh, and it feels me feel quite emotional saying it. I was running the marathon and there were a whole load of kids on the side of the, the road. And I was in my costume and I got such an amazing round of applause. And I remember high-fiving and went past and just, and I stopped and chatted to them. And I realized at that moment, my purpose wasn't to help, but to inspire. And what I realized is by, by doing that, by actually getting out and doing it, I was inspiring other people to get out and do something yeah. different. And to me, yeah. that's what that's what brings it alive. Having that that bit you said, you know, it's an inspiring journey, but speak from experience. So I realized I could raise money, I could put fancy dress on, but the key bit was getting other people to say, I can go and do that as well. And and yeah. and the the thing for me is, you know, my my world record has now been broken. Someone else has done it, and I look to myself and think, could I do it again? And and maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. I don't think my body would let me do it. But part of me thinks I inspired someone to go and do it again. Yeah. yeah. That someone else has gone and done it. And my world record was created and broken. Someone else has it now. But I think that's part of that journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely 
part of the journey. And um, yeah, so I think that the first question, what you also ask, oh, why you, you joined the World Championship again yeah. and again, you know. So okay, yes, once you have this record holder position like you or World Champion position, of course, we, you want it all the time because we are used to the success, right? But we, we don't have to be successful all the time. So what does success means, right? So you can't hold always the peak. So no one is holding always the peak. You, you are not, when you uh, go to Mount Everest, you, you don't live there, yeah. you know? So you are on the peak, but then I think uh, the art is, and the powerful thing is also to, again, go back <laughs> to the normality maybe. Mm. And that's also what I ask myself and also make a conclusion of, if I have always the expectation to be on the peak, to always the record holder, always the world champion, then I make myself unhappy with this expectation. Yeah. You know, and what is the most uh, important point? It's it's enjoying it. So if you enjoy running yeah. and if you enjoy to try it again, then just do yeah. it. But not because of, oh, you would like to be the record holder again, but just it, it should comes from the heart yeah. with, with the passion. Yeah. And then if you are again the record holder, it's amazing. If not, it's also great because you are doing always the best of yourself. Yeah. And I think that should be satisfying and not always comparing ourselves with others. Mm. And yeah, that's, I think, causing unhappiness mm. if we then always compare us with each uh, with other people. But if we try to be our best version of ourselves and enjoy the road and doing it again, yeah. then it's great. Yeah. I, I love that. There's so much packed into that that short piece you just said there <laughs> around you know being the best version of ourselves. But as you said, we can't always hold the peak. We can climb Mount Everest mm -hmm. and get to the summit. But once you've done it, you've got to come back down again. And I think this yes. is one of the big things there. You know, that expectations about we need to enjoy it because otherwise it yes. just becomes a trudge. We have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. But you've got to motivate yourself. And I think, you know, I got up this morning, I went to the pool and I do it now because I enjoy it. But this morning I was clock watching because I had to be, get home to get my daughter to school, but I still enjoy getting into the pool. I'm not going for yeah. a world record. And the key is just to enjoy that journey. But there's another piece you said there, which I think is really key about that. Um, when we're challenging ourselves, when we're, when we're putting ourselves up against someone else. And I think, again, if I put my my hat on a, a business coach and look at the business owners I work with and where at some point in their journey, they're earning so much money, they're making their business do it. And they've got to metaphorically keep their foot on the accelerator. They've got to keep the business driving forwards. And it becomes really tough to do that sometimes. And they do lose, they fall out of love with their business when they've created it and nurtured it. And I think it's the same in business, in sport, in life. You've got to find something else to inspire you to that next that next point on the journey, which isn't yeah. just I've got to win. Yes, exactly. So that 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 uh, causes then unhappiness, I yeah. think, or then you lose also the purpose. And yeah, I think that's really important to reflect always where I am now, how I am feeling. Am I acting from the fear zone or am I acting from the joy yeah. zone? Yeah. Th then finding the balance. Yeah, I think once the balance is reached, um, it's not just stable, you know, you need to always find your balance, yeah. always. And we are also evolving with all those experiences. Our needs are maybe changing, our life situations are changing, and we need to check if it's still valid for mm -hmm. us, this goal, this target, this need, or is something also changing in ourselves, yeah. in our environment. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful point, isn't it? Because as you say, we're all evolving, we're all changing. Yeah. But we need to keep checking in. And I think from a yeah. you know, from an NLP perspective, we look at the ecology of what we're doing, the change we're making to make sure, does it line up? Does it stack up with what's going on around us at the time? And often we forget that. And I think we 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 as individuals can often get stuck into, we just got to keep doing it without stepping back. Yeah, exactly. Also in the business world, you know, I, I know so many people, they are working for 10, 15 20 years in the same company, um, yeah, going the next step, the next step, the next step, and even not reflecting again why I'm doing this. And sometimes they're losing the purpose. Uh, they are successful, maybe they are working hard, but they, they maybe sometimes feel lost yeah. or purposeless because they maybe not check what, what is really their passion right now, yeah. why they are doing what they're doing, yeah. why they are fighting every day, working 10, 10 15 hours. Yeah. So what, what is the point? And maybe it was important and meaningful the first five or 10 years in the career, but is it still meaningful when you are 40, 50? Maybe you have other priorities in yeah, your life. Yeah. 
and it's okay. I think the definition of success, the definition of happiness is evolving as well in our individual lives and it's okay. Mm. And I think it's important to reflect it to continuously feeling fulfilled yeah. and not getting in a hole or depression. Yeah, I, I think that's a really powerful message actually that you know that, that definition of happiness is continually evolving. I think a lot of people don't think about that because when we're in our we're in our, our, our late teenage years, we, we we have one view of the world. We're in our early twenties and we're starting to go out into the world as individuals. We've got another view, and as we go through and, and become, now I would say more mature, but it's probably less mature in some ways. But we're able to do things. But if you're stuck in that old way of doing things, um, the, the question is interesting. I was going to ask you a question before you said that around what's your biggest fear, but I'm not going to ask you that because I think we might come back to it. But I think sometimes people have a big fear, and it is around. You said about feeling lost and purposeless. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big fear for people. And people, you know, we, we people don't admit it or they don't know how to admit it. Yeah. So, you know, from a from a comfort zone point of view, we're we're safe. We're we're stuck in this comfort blanket of it's all around us. We've done the same job for year years of doing it. Mm. But we lose our edge. And does that and, and I wonder how you, you know, from your from your EY experience in terms of where you are today, I wonder what it is that you would say to people about helping them when they're feeling lost and purposeless in their careers or in their roles. What do you say to yeah. them? Yeah. So I am also a coach. And then I, I asking the question of what makes you happy? So if you will have a day off, mm. no obligations, no responsibilities, no tasks. If your family would say you or you have a free off, you don't need to bring the kids to school or to the training or and the boss don't needs anything from you so you imagine you have a one day off completely for yourself no to do's nothing no admin stuff no uh i don't know (laughs) uh, house stuff what would you do yeah what would you like to do and the first thing what comes into your mind is what's coming from your heart and it's reflecting your own passion and it's really interesting because as you as you asked asked that question, I went into coachy mode. I went into thinking about how what was my answer to that question. <laughs> and, and, and interestingly, the answer I wrote: walk on the beach and be in nature. You know, that's exactly that's that, that's that thing, isn't it? You know, if we could do it, mm-hmm. and and I think we often get stuck where where we don't we don't ask ourselves that question. We don't ask ourselves, you know, your question: what makes you happy? If you no responsibilities, no tasks, no kids, no boss isn't there just yourself what would you do and i think we're so tied up we're tied to, we're so tied to our phones or to our agenda or our calendar or our, or our house mm. we don't ever give ourselves the space to just say yes what would it be mm-hmm. and, and exactly i think that's a really really powerful question actually so uh, so so great coaching question for anyone listening to that just to ask yourself the question and just just take the time out because i think the other thing i would say mm-hmm. is we should all put that time in our diary to have just today you know, we're, we're here recording this at the start of January 2023. But actually, I wonder how many people are looking forward to 2023 and say, well, I'm going to put some time in my diary just for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And it's, it's not mean that you are a self-centered person or you're just thinking about yourself. It's opposite. The more you feel in peace within yourself, the more you feel good, mm-hmm. the more you feel inspired, the more you can give these positive feelings to your environment. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the really thing isn't it thinking about the ceo who turns up to work tired and frustrated all the time that energy <laughs> exactly. that energy seeps into the business the founder the entrepreneur they, they lose their yeah. they lose their creative age they lose the thing they're there for but they don't want to do it they don't want to sit down at the beginning of the year and say these are the days i'm just going to take to kick the leaves to go and walk in the on the beach and and be just in nature or whatever that thing is for them so there's a real there's a real powerful piece in that i think that that when people do feel lost or purposeless, just maybe to give yourself permission to sit back and say, what would I do yeah. if I had no responsibility? And what is really worth for me? What is really meaningful for me? Because, of course, maybe money is important, yeah. but um, you you can't buy everything with money, yeah. even if you earn a lot of money. But if you don't have the time to yeah. spend the money, if you don't have the quality time, if you don't have the feelings, yeah. the, the space in your head to enjoy the moment... Yeah um what what is then the money meaning for you for your life so that was the reason why i moved to switzerland because i had always the dream of course to to have a nice water view 
living next to water and um yeah of course the consulting life on on the beach it's, it's maybe not so realistic but at the end i found um switzerland you know i i got this uh, from ey the job uh, offer and said yeah so it's it's near to my dream yeah. right so maybe i'm not in the beach or somewhere in uh, like in my background uh, yeah. maybe not in bahamas you know but at least i'm still then on the lakeside next to the water um ha have this kind of lifestyle yeah. and can still do my career and work and yeah it, it was out of comfort zone for me because i don't knew anybody in switzerland everything is new no friends wow. you know but at the end i said yeah that's my passion i will be maybe more happy with this and now i don't regret this decision yeah. so it, it's great to explore again new culture new people um going every morning into the lake and, and swim and do my work afterwards so and that that's it and nothing comes from uh, just luck or something yeah. you know yeah um everything first at the first time it costs energy it costs money it costs going out of your comfort zone yeah. but at the end you are feeling more fulfilled and i think that that's the point so everyone can change something in their lives and, and and the word that was going through my head as you were saying that is the word choice i, I choice, think yeah. what i hear there is you 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 said there's no such thing as luck and i think that's we create our own luck and luck to me is the the combination of a number of things coming together. But part of it is making a choice. And we, we always talk about deciding to do something. And when you think about the derivation of the word decide, it's about to cut off from the reality to make sure that that past experience is, is coming forward into where we're going next. And I think once you've made a decision, you've made a choice to do something. As you said earlier, the world conspires to find your way of doing it. Now, not everyone yeah. would say, I can't, just, I can't just leave my job and go and work in Switzerland. But my view is, why not? What's yeah, why not? <laughs> I yes, I I love this question. Ask also, always yourself why not, because we, the, the 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 immediate answer is oh I can't change this I can't do this no I'm working ten years for for this no 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 but why not I think that's opening a perspective yeah. for everyone yeah yeah I I I think from a coaching perspective I think that question where we you know that, that's the power of having a coach alongside you to ask yourself those questions because. You know, we always talk about coaching from a sports point of view, about people having their coach around them and you know, they might have a mental coach or a physical coach to help them with things. But I think, I think in life, we need to have some form of coaching to ask those, those difficult questions that we've not asked ourselves and to, to present a, a different version of things and, and, and question something from a different angle. And then you come up with those other answers because as you said just now, you know, when, you, when you put it out there, you start going yeah. through the mental process of what could be there. And once you then, yeah. when you look at your comfort zone, and step into it, you get one feeling. But then as you step out, your comfort zone expands. So that question, why not, helps you expand yeah. your comfort zone. There are unlimited possibilities. And I, I was in a workshop in Basel from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Ah, I... And he always says, um, where you put your energy in or where you put your toads in, your energy will flow there, right? And so he is, a, he is not a um, spiritual coach or something. You know, he is coming from uh, physics and quantum physics mm. and he proved that that where your thoughts go that your energy flows there and that means if you have a clear target a clear dream then your thoughts are going there and your energy will flow there automatically and then you suddenly you see a new support system new friends mm. who has the same hobby oh what a coincidence no it's not a coincidence your energy goes there in this direction yeah and Maybe you speak more about this topic, you do more about this in this direction, and suddenly you feel, oh, wow, there's a stream going in this direction. Yeah. And I think that's important to like doing some small experiments. So we all can start with small dreams, yeah. you know, dreaming something and checking, oh, it's achievable. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And that thing about where your thoughts go, the energy flows, I think is really key there, isn't it? You know, what we, yeah. we talk about from a from a psychological point of view about how your reticular activating system will go out of the way to find things for you. When you start, you know, if I told you all now to go and find everything red in the room, you'd find everything red. But then if I tell you to go and see the green things, you wouldn't see the green things. You've only seen the red things, even though the green things sat behind me. And, and, and part of that is, you know, if you can manage your thoughts, because, that, you know, we have the view that if thoughts create feelings, create actions. If you're, yeah. if you want to act a certain way, think about well, what, what feeling do I need to do after I have that? And therefore, what thought do I need? How do I need to put that thought in my mind in the first place? And I think that's a really powerful message. So um, 
and as you say, Dr. Joseph Spencer, he's coming at it from a metaphysics point of view. Yeah. It's, and it, there's reality there. So I think that's a powerful piece. Uh, Denise, we're, we're going to come to the end of this podcast in the same. And, you know, there's, there's so many more questions I could ask you. And I think it's been a fascinating journey of you know, swimming through the, the history of what you've been doing and where you've come from. Well, one question I always think about, if you could go back and ask the, ask the young Denise a question or give the young Denise a bit of advice, what would you do to yourself? What would you say to yourself that would change the, the things you've thought as that as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old? What, what would that be? You are more powerful than you think. You are more than your fears. You can do it. You can achieve it. You can create your own reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love that because, you know, that, that little Denise, if you could have given that bit of advice, think where you can go. And I think so many people forget those things. They forget that, you know, you're more powerful. You can do it. You can create your own reality. And that's a big thing, I think, as well, just in that, that very message there. We feel like we're stuck yeah. in this never-ending spiral of things. And you should stand for yourself because it will every time will happen that the mom or even your your partner someone that they will come with their limiting beliefs they will criticize you or they will not understand what you do you know that that's completely normal and that's what i learned standing for myself yeah. so a few years ago 10 years ago when i started in my business career um my boss said oh denise if you would like to be a successful consultant, you need to stop swimming because you can't manage your swim career and consulting life. Forget it. And <laughs> then the second criticism was, Denise, why you speak always when you uh, introduce yourself about your swimming? Are you feeling better when you always speak about your swimming? And that was so discouraging for me. And But I was not mature enough. I didn't have self-confident enough. Yeah. And I really stopped speaking about my swim career or about my swim passion when I was in his atmosphere or uh, met new people, new clients. Mm. But now I would say, no, stand for yourself. Yeah, yeah. because that's who you are. That's what going <laughs> That's who I am. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stand for yourself. It's okay who you are. Yeah. And the more you're in your authentic self, the more powerful you are. You're unbeatable yeah. in your authentic self. Yeah. And, and and the bit you said there is, you know, you weren't mature enough, you weren't you weren't wise enough to the world to be able to stand up and say, no, this is what I do. Whereas yeah, with actually that experience, yeah, with, you know, shoulders <laughs> up and it really is. And, and that, that piece about being your authentic self, I think, is such a powerful message, because I think, you know, if, if I look at all of the work that we've done over the years around building people up and actually the key piece there is be yourself. Yeah. Do what do what's true exactly. to you. Yeah. And actually now you've managed, you know, if you just think if you'd given up swimming all that time and taken that bit of advice, you might have been a mediocre swimmer. You might not have got anywhere, but actually, but you've done both. Well, I think mm -hmm. that's an amazing story. So uh, so I, I really love that. That's, um, that's, a, that's a great message. Thank so you. Denise, thank you. And, and, and I'm going to say again, congratulations on, on yet another world championships for this. I think that's, <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting that when we talked today, but that's amazing from this weekend. So, uh, so thank you. Um, I'm, I'm privileged to talk to you again. And, uh, I think anyone who can swim butterfly is good, but anyone who can swim that far at butterfly and become world champion, that's amazing. It's um so 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 if I had a hat, I'd take it off to you. That's a that's good. um <laughs> thank you for where can people if people wanted to know more about Denise Cardell and where would people go? How do we find you? Where can people look you up? What do they need to do? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Instagram. My nickname is Swimmer Psychologist. I have also my website. Okay. Uh, out of our comfort zone.com there i write, write sometimes blogs and uh, post something and also yeah offering coaching or speakings and linkedin of course yes. linkedin profile um denise kayadelen so i'm i think available on social media and if you're interested also to my book so it's available on amazon yeah. and i could <laughs> recommend the book actually having read it and having passed it out to a number of other people i think it's a, it's a fascinating book but also it just tells that journey and i think there's so many insightful tips in there so i would certainly recommend out of comfort zone by denise kayadelen it's um it's a wonderful book so denise thank you it's been a privilege being an honor and um i'm sure people would be able to want to find out more but i i certainly would love another conversation and i'm looking forward to speaking to you over the next few months when you work up towards july for your your channel swim 
and beyond. Yeah. So, thank so. you. I will share my stories then hopefully yeah. again. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I've enjoyed recording it. This is just one of the great conversations I've had the privilege of being part of since I started recording the Sparks Bakingham podcast. So please go back and listen to some of the others. There's some great content in there, some great contributors. And also, while you're at it, please leave a review of this show with your comments because that helps other people like you find this content. And we want to bring about the change that we really know matters to people. It helps us grow. And also, think about what actions you want to take because there's no point just listening passively. We want you to pick it up and do something with it. So what are the three key things you want to do? I can't hold you accountable, but if you want to, drop me a note, phil at igniumconsult.com. We're always keen to listen to what you have to say and actually introduce guests to us that you think will bring relevance to other people. We wish you well. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Give us a review. Thank you.